Welcome to Inside the BACB, the official podcast of the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Inside the BACB. I'm Dr. Sarah Jenkins, the BACB Certification Resource Manager, and I'm joined by Dr. Molly Luke, our Chief Certification and Learning Officer. Hey everyone. Today we're talking about our December 2023 newsletter that covers the upcoming changes in RBT certification requirements. And this definitely seems like a fitting end to our RBT podcast series. If you haven't checked those out yet, I'd highly recommend them. Molly, I'd like to start by running through a brief history of the RBT certification, then talk about the process of making changes to certification requirements and some of the big changes that are coming, and then we can wrap up with a few tips of how people might prepare for the upcoming changes. Sounds good. So before we dive in, I do want to say that this population, so those being certified as RBTs, they are a powerhouse in this profession. They are the proverbial heartbeat of organizations and is why it's so important to identify ways to invest and better equip these junior professionals to continue to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, and not only are they so integral to the work that many behavior analysts are doing, they make up a really large portion of the workforce in applied behavior analysis. When the RBT certification first launched, I'm not sure that we knew there would be as much growth as there has been. Oh, that's actually the perfect segue to talk about the history of our certification. So for those who aren't familiar with when the certification was first offered and what the requirements have been since the inception, could you break those down for us? Yeah, sure. So the RBT certification launched in 2014. That means next year will be the 10-year anniversary of the certification. Wow, time flies. I know. Yeah, that's the truth. So the RBT certification was developed because there was a need for established standards for behavior technicians who were implementing behavioral analytic programs with clients. But you know, as we all know, the growth in ABA services has just skyrocketed in the last decade. And with that growth, the RBT certification really took off. Given that we're almost 10 years into this certification, how many times have the requirements changed? So there was the initial, kind of I'll call it 1.0 version of the requirements, which are the requirements that went into effect when the RBT certification program was launched. So the second time all the requirements were reviewed was in late 2017, and those went into effect in 2019. And when that version of the RBT requirements were reviewed, we had a little over 50,000 RBTs. So there had already been a lot of growth since the certification had been introduced at the end of 2014. And that brings us to this round of requirements review, which is basically round three. Okay, so five or six years since the last standards review, how many RBTs are actively certified now? (laughs) So at the time of this podcast, we have over 150,000 RBTs. That, that is unreal. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of growth in the number of RBTs, but as ABA services have grown, how RBTs are working in organizations and how organizations are using RBTs in service delivery, that's also really grown and evolved. Uh, so true. Okay, so now that we have an understanding of when things started and the trajectory, let's talk about the process of how changes to requirements are made. It's not as if the BACB makes these changes on a whim, and we actually aren't allowed to as a certification board. Yeah, that's exactly right. So our RBT certification program is accredited by the National Commission of Certifying Agencies. And as a result, we have certain requirements that we need to meet when reviewing and changing our eligibility requirements, our exam, and our maintenance requirements. 
So the December 2023 newsletter describes the process a bit more um, for how these requirements were developed. But I do want to mention that the requirements are developed by a committee of subject matter experts who, you know, it's composed of people who are providing services RBTs, training RBTs, supervising RBTs, and also employing RBTs. So this group represents a wide range of perspectives. When they meet to discuss these requirements, they've discussed the relevant data as well as their experiences when they are considering the recommended changes. And their recommendations then go to the BACP Board of Directors, who functionally is another group of subject matter experts for review and a final approval. You know, all this to say is that staff at the BACB don't make decisions about the requirements. We're instead the ones responsible for implementing all those changes. I think that's a really important thing to emphasize. So the same people who are revising the requirements, they're also impacted by those changes. So they're investing their time to support certificates and clients of ABA services. Right. So now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the newsletter, which are the changes that are going into effect January 1st, 2026. And so this newsletter describes each requirement and whether any changes are being made. And in many cases, there are no changes. For instance, the age, background check, education eligibility requirement, they're all staying the same. There are some areas where there are smaller modifications. So for instance, there are three changes to the tasks on the initial competency assessment. Now we won't get into all of these requirements today. So I do highly recommend our listeners read our 2023 December newsletter for those details. Instead, what I thought we could talk about are all of the bigger changes that are being announced. And we can start with the RBT 40 hour training. Currently, the RBT 40-hour training content is based upon the RBT task list, second edition, as well as a requirement to provide training in ethics and supervision. In 2026, the training requirements are shifting away from using the task list as the basis for the training content, and instead we're introducing a curriculum outline. So can you tell us a little bit about why that particular change is being made? Sure. So in 2026, we're aligning our practices with other certification boards and making it so that the task list or what will be called the test content outline as in 2026 only serves one function, and that is to describe the content on the exam. So that means there was a need to articulate what content does need to be covered in the RBT training. So the committee developed a curriculum outline that includes all of the content of the test content outline, but it also includes other training topics. You know, so for example, preparing for service delivery, which are really necessary skills for providing ABA services, but they weren't really possible when the training content was the same as the exam content. Nice. Okay. Thanks for that clarification. So the other change for the training content that I wanted to cover is that we're prescribing our requirements for sub areas of the training curriculum. So to be clear, the total duration of the required training is still 40 hours. But what the committee changed is that now there are minimum duration requirements that trainees should spend learning for specific content areas like behavior reduction, skill acquisition, and so on. And I suspect this was done to help facilitate some amount of standardization, given how many different training programs there are. Yes, that's exactly right. As you can imagine, there are many ways to design training programs. And although RBTs complete the same amount of training, 
the amount of time spent learning about any of these sub areas can really vary widely. So the committee wanted to add just some small amount of standardization to the training. Yeah, I like that. So next one, what changes can applicants expect when preparing for and taking the RBT exam? So there is a new test content outline with some revisions of the content, but the exam will still be 90 minutes with the same number of questions. So not a whole lot of changes there. Okay. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about the changes to the recertification requirements. And I think these are the most interesting. So starting in 2026, RBTs will renew or recertify it as we will be calling it every two years instead of annually. And this is the same recertification schedule as BCBAs and BCABAs. For recertification, a renewal competency assessment is no longer required. And the requirement I'm most excited to see added to the RBT certification is the 12 hours of professional development. So can you tell us a little bit about these changes to the maintenance requirements? Sure. And I agree. I think this is a really great change as well. So the requirements committee had an extensive discussion about the maintenance requirements and the needs they are seeing for those who are currently certified as RBTs. When the RBT certification program first started, it was really important to ensure RBTs continued to be proficient at those critical skills needed for behavior technicians. But with improvements to RBT supervision, including more regular ongoing monthly observations of the RBT working with clients, these assessments of those critical skills are really happening on a more ongoing basis. And they indicated that there's now much more of a need for RBTs to improve upon their skills and learn new ones, in fact. And, you know, I think we can all agree that it's crucial to continue to invest in their ongoing professional development and skill development. You know, it's really ultimately to the benefit of clients, for organizations to kind of help retain them, the RBTs and the profession as a whole. So when those providing services are well-equipped to provide high-quality services, it's really a win-win. And I think that's why this new requirement is so beneficial. Yes, I love that. So in terms of satisfying the professional development hour requirement, do the 12 hours need to be evenly spread out across the two-year recertification? Ideally, yes. So ongoing professional development helps RBTs continue to grow their skill sets and use these while they're providing services to clients. There will be three ways to meet this professional development requirement. They could complete in-service training at their organization. They could attend continuing education events, or they could even get them from completing a behavior analytic course at an accredited university. So when this requirement goes into effect in 2026, hopefully there will be a lot of opportunities for RBTs to get these hours. So per the newsletter, professional development hours cannot be about a specific client. And can you talk about why that is the case? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. So training on specific client programming is definitely important, but that should be happening during the ongoing supervision hours. The professional development hours are instead focused on developing the knowledge and skills of the RBTs around behavior analytic topics. So for instance, a training topic might be an in-service training on cultural competence and service delivery, or maybe a more in-depth training on schedules of reinforcement. Gotcha. 
Okay, so who should take responsibility for professional development? Is it the RBT or the organizations that employ them? Mm, Yeah, good question. So ultimately, the person holding the RBT certification is responsible because it's, you know, it's their certification. That said, the organizations they work at could and ideally should facilitate learning opportunities either at the organization or in continuing education events. Uh, So the newsletter talks about the type of documentation for each of the professional development type options. What does the RBT do with the actual documentation? So both the RBT and the trainer or the ACE provider, if it's a continuing education event, should retain the documentation. But it'll be the RBT's responsibility to provide the BACB with that documentation, really to show that they meet the requirement when they recertify. Okay, so it'll be uploaded to the BACB portal, similar to how BCBAs and BCABAs upload CE documentation. Right. Uh, All right, so now that we have the changes covered, let's spend the remaining time talking about what organizations can do to prepare for the updates. Right, let's do it. So before we do that, I, I do want to reiterate that the changes and requirements don't go into effect until 2026. So there is some time for organizations and RBTs to make adjustments. Ah, yes. Good point. Okay, so let's start with what training providers can do to prepare for these 2026 changes. And when I say training providers, I'm really referring to organizations or companies who are providing the RBT 40-hour training for those pursuing the certification. So this might include online trainings, or it could be organizations providing the training to their employees in order for them to become RBTs. My first recommendation for these providers is to just review the new requirements really carefully. Then you could see how your current training compares to those new requirements, maybe record how long it takes to teach each domain area. From there, adjust the program to meet the new requirements and the new time requirements. Something to note is that they should plan to have these new RBT 40-hour trainings up and going before January 1, 2026, though, because... Anyone applying for RBT certification as of January 1, 2026, will need to have completed that training that meets all of those new requirements. Yeah, that's actually a really great reminder, and I think a very feasible strategy to review those uh, those current trainings. So what about organizations who are employing RBTs or supervisors who are supervising RBTs? What should they be doing uh, to prepare for the new professional development requirement? So RBTs will not need to start completing professional development to maintain their certification until after they recertify in 2026. A little different. But I would recommend organizations and supervisors start thinking about how they could support their RBTs in getting meaningful professional development as soon as possible. So this might mean developing a structure for ongoing in-service trainings related to behavioral analytics service delivery. Or if they already are conducting these type of trainings, figure out, you know, are the trainings that you're providing able to qualify? And if not, start making some adjustments. There are not currently many continuing education events targeted at RBTs, but hopefully ACE providers will start developing those events over the next few years. So the hope is that by that point, there will be a lot of options. So is there anything RBTs or future RBTs need to know? So those applying for RBT certification on or after January 1, 2026 will need to meet the new eligibility requirements. 
pay that updated fee and take the exam under the RBT Test Continent Line 3rd Edition. For those who hold RBT certification as of January 1, 2026, they'll recertify under the current requirements. So that means they'll still need to do that competency assessment to complete their recertification. Then they will begin the two-year recertification cycle after they recertify in 2026. For example, if an RBT's recertification date is March 1st, then they'll need to complete a competency assessment for their March 1st, 2026 recertification. After they recertify, their next recertification date will be March 1st, 2028. Between 2026 and 2028, they'll start completing professional development activities. Perfect. I'm really glad that you gave that example. I think that's really helpful. Um, And actually, that brings us to the end of our time. Molly, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And thank you so much to our listeners. If you are an RBT, if you train RBTs, employ RBTs, or supervise RBTs, then take a look at the BACB December 2023 newsletter. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Inside the BACB. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe now.